scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome to day two of week 26 of the daily Bible reading. Today we're in 1 Kings chapter 7, 2 Chronicles chapter 4, Psalm 44, and 1 Timothy chapter 2. But before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we know that it is your will that we pray for those who are in authority. We pray for all of those who govern the nations that we are in, that you would protect them, that you would guide them, that they would make the decisions that are under your authority to punish the wicked and reward the righteous. We pray, Father, that you would bless them as they do this very important work which you have given them to do. And we ask, Father, that you'll be with all of your people as we try to submit to them, even when they seem to be unreasonable. But we know that as long as it is within your authority that you've given them, we must submit. And we pray for help in that. We pray for our faith as we see that sometimes the wicked being rewarded and the righteous being punished. We know that that's not the way you designed it, but we know that you can use even that to your glory, and we pray that we would be able to be part of that as we serve you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin our reading in First Kings chapter 7. Solomon built his house over thirteen years, and he finished all of his house. He built the house of the forest of Lebanon, one hundred cubits its length, fifty cubits its width, and thirty cubits its height, on four rows of cedar pillars and cedar beams atop the pillars. It was covered with cedar above and the supporting beams which were on the forty-five pillars, fifteen to the row. There were three rows of specially designed windows, with window to window three times. All of the doorways and the door frames had four-sided casings, with opening to opposite opening three times. The hall of pillars he made fifty cubits in its length and thirty cubits in its width, and a porch was in front of them, with pillars and an overhang in front of them. He made the hall of the throne where he would pronounce judgment, the hall of justice, and it was covered with cedar from the floor to the rafters. His house where he would live in the next courtyard, on the inside of the porch, was like this work, and he would make a house like this porch for the daughter of Pharaoh, whom Solomon had taken as wife. All of these were of precious stones, according to the measurement of dressed stone, sawn with a saw on both sides, from the foundation up to the eaves, and from the outside up to the great courtyard. The foundation was of precious stones, and large stones of ten cubits, and stones of eight cubits, with precious stones above, just the right size, and cedar. The great courtyard all around had three rows of dressed stones and a row of cedar beams, for both the courtyard of the inner house of Yahweh and for the porch of the house. King Solomon invited and received Hiram from Tyre. He was the son of a widow woman from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, an artisan of bronze. He was filled with wisdom and with ability and with the knowledge to do all the work with the bronze. And he came to King Solomon, and he did all of his work. He cast the two pillars out of bronze. Eighteen cubits was the height of the first, and a cord of twelve cubits would encircle the second pillar. He made two capitals to place on tops of the pillars out of molten bronze. The first capital was five cubits in height, and the second capital was five cubits in height. A network of latticework and wreaths of chainwork with small chains were for the capitals which were on top of the pillars, seven for the first capital and seven for the second capital. 
He also made the pillars with two rows around on the lattice, each to cover the capitals which were on top, out of the pomegranate-shaped ornaments, and thus he did for the second capital as well. And on the capitals which were on top of the pillars in the porch were works of lilies, four cubits high. And capitals were on the two pillars above, near the bulging section which was beside the lattice. And two hundred pomegranate-shaped ornaments were in rows all around on the second capital. He set up the pillars for the porch of the main hall, he erected the pillar on the right, and called its name Jacob. and he set up the pillar on the left, and called its name Boaz. On the top of the pillars was a work of lilies, and so the work of the pillars was finished. He also made the molten sea, ten cubits in diameter, and five cubits was its height. A measuring line of thirty cubits would encircle it all around. Gourds were under its rim, surrounding it all around. Ten to the cubit, surrounding the sea all around with two rows of gourds, which were cast when he cast the metal. The sea was standing on twelve oxen, with three facing to the north, three facing to the west, three facing to the south, and three facing to the east. The sea was on top of them, with all of their hindquarters turned to the inside. Its thickness was a handbreadth, but its rim was as the work on the brim of a cup, like the bud of a lily. It held two thousand baths. He made ten stands of bronze. Each stand was four cubits long, four cubits wide, and three cubits in height. Now this was the construction of the stands. There were frames for them, and frames between the crossbars, and on the frames which were between the crossbars were lions, oxen, and cherubim. On the oxbars, both above and beneath the lions and oxen, were works of cascading wreaths. There were four bronze wheels for each of the stands, with bronze axles. The four support pedestals for these were under the basin, and the supports were decorated on each side with wreaths. Its opening from the inside of the capital and above was a cubit. Its pedestal was a round work of a cubit and a half. Moreover, on its opening were the carvings with four-sided frames, not circular. Four of the wheels were underneath the frames, and the axles of the wheels were on the stands. The height of each wheel was a cubit and a half. The construction of the wheel was like the construction of the wheel of the chariot. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, and their naves were all cast. The four supports were the four corners of each stand, with the stand supporting it. On top of the stand was half a cubit deep, circular all around, and on the top of the stand were its supports and its frames. He engraved on the plates, on its supports, and on its frame, cherubim, lions, and images of a palm tree, according to the space for each, with wreaths all around. He made the ten stands like this one cast, with the same measurement and shape for each of them. He also made ten bronze basins, each holding forty baths. Each basin was four cubits, one basin on each of the ten stands. He placed five of the stands on the south side of the house and five on the north side of the house, and the sea he set on the south side of the house. Hiram also made the basins and the shovels and the bowls for drinking wine, and so Hiram finished doing all of the work that he was to do for King Solomon in the house of Yahweh. The two pillars and the bulls of the capitals which were atop the two pillars, and the two lattice works to cover the two bulls of the capitals which were atop the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranate-shaped ornaments for the two lattice works, the two rows of pomegranate-shaped ornaments for each lattice work to cover the two bowls of the capitals which were on the surface of the pillars, and the ten stands and the ten basins on the stands, and the one sea and the twelve oxen under the sea, and the pots, the shovels, and the bowls for drinking wine. All the vessels of the tent which Hiram had made for King Solomon for the house of Yahweh were polished bronze. The king had cast them in the plain of the Jordan with a casting mold set in the ground between Succoth and Zarethan. 
Solomon left all of the vessels unweighed because of their very great abundance, so the weight of the bronze could not be determined. Solomon also made all of the vessels which were in the house of Yahweh, the golden altar and the golden table on which was the bread of the presence, as well as the five lampstands of beaten gold at the south and five lampstands at the north before the presence of the inner sanctuary, with the flower-shaped ornaments, the lamps, and the pair of tongs all of gold, the cups, the snuffers, the bowls for drinking wine, the bowls for the incense, and the firepans were made from beaten gold. The facades for the doors of the inner house, for the most holy place, for the doors of the main hall of the temple, were of gold. When all of the work which King Solomon did on the house of Yahweh was completed, Solomon brought out the holy objects of his father David, the silver and the gold and the vessels which he put in the treasury rooms of the house of Yahweh. All right, now let's read Second Chronicles chapter 4. And he made an altar of bronze. Twenty cubits was its length, and twenty cubits was its width, and ten cubits was its height. Then he made the sea of molten metal. From brim to brim it was ten cubits, completely round. And it was five cubits in height, and its circumference measured thirty cubits. Under it were figures of oxen all around it, ten cubits high, encircling the sea all around. The oxen were in two rows cast as one piece with it. It was standing upon twelve oxen, three facing north, and three facing west, and three facing south, and three facing east. The sea was set upon them from above, and all their hindquarters faced inward. And its thickness was a handbreadth, and its rim was like the working of the lip of a cup, the blossom of a lily. And it held three thousand baths, and he made ten basins. And he set five on the south, and five on the north, in which to wash. They washed off the work of the burnt offering in them, but the sea was for the priest to wash therein. And he made ten golden lampstands according to their custom, and he set them in the temple, five on the south and five on the north. And he made ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the south and five on the north. And he made a hundred drinking bowls of gold. And he made the courtyard of the priests, and the great outer courtyard, and the doors for the outer court. And he overlaid their doors with bronze. And he set the sea at the southeast corner of the temple, and Hiram made the pots, the shovels, and the drinking bowls. So Hiram finished making the work that he made on the house of God for King Solomon, the two columns, the bowls, and the two capitals on top of the columns, and the two lattice works to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on top of the columns, and four hundred pomegranates for the two lattice works, two rows of pomegranates for the lattice work to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were before the columns. And he made the water carts, and he made the basins on the water carts, and the one sea, and the twelve oxen underneath it. And Huram Abbey made for King Solomon the pots, the shovels, the three-pronged meat forks, and all the utensils of polished bronze for the house of Yahweh. The king cast them in the plain of the Jordan, in the clay soil between Succoth and Zeredah. Solomon made all these utensils in great abundance, for the weight of the bronze could not be determined. So Solomon made all the objects that were in the house of God, the altar of gold, the tables upon which was the bread of the presence, the lampstands, and the lamps for burning according to the custom before the inner sanctuary of solid gold, and the blossoms, the lamps, and the tongs that were of solid gold, and the snuffers, the drinking bowls, the dishes, and the firepans of solid gold, and the entrance to the house, the inner doors to the most holy place, and the doors to the house of the temple were of gold. All right, now let's read Psalm 44. For the music director of the sons of Korah, a mascal. O God, we have heard with our ears, our ancestors have told us, of work you worked in their days, in days of old. You with your hand drove out the nations, but them you planted. 
You harmed the peoples, but them you let spread out. For not with their sword did they possess the land, and their arm did not give them victory. Rather it was your right hand and your arm in the light of your presence, because you delighted in them. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob. By you we push down our enemies. By your name we tread down those who rise up against us. For I do not trust my bow, and my sword cannot give me victory. Rather, you have saved us from our enemies, and have humiliated those who hate us. In God we boast all the day, and we will give thanks to your name forever. Selah. Surely you have rejected and disgraced us, and have not gone out with our armies. You have caused us to pull back from the enemy, and so those who hate us have plundered for themselves. You have given us as sheep for food, and among the nations you have scattered us. You have sold your people cheaply, and did not profit by their price. You have made us a taunt to our neighbors, a derision and a scorn to those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a shaking of the head among the peoples. All day long my disgrace is before me, and the shame of my face covers me, because of the voice of the taunter and the reviler, because of the enemy and the avenger. All this has befallen us, though we have not forgotten you, and we have not been false to your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, and our steps have not turned aside from your way. But you have crushed us in the place of jackals, and have covered us with deep shadow. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or had spread out our hands in prayer to a foreign God, would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Rather, on account of you, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for slaughter. Wake up! Why do you sleep, O Lord? Awake! Do not reject forever. Why do you hide your face? Have you forgotten our misery and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our body clings to the ground. Rise up, be a help for us, and redeem us for the sake of your loyal love. All right, now let's read First Timothy chapter 2. Therefore I urge first of all that petitions, prayers, requests, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all people, on behalf of kings and all those who are in authority, in order that we may live a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable before God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and human beings, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all, the testimony at the proper time, for which I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am speaking the truth, I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger and dispute. Likewise also the women should adorn themselves in appropriate clothing, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold jewelry or pearls or expensive clothing, but with good deeds which are fitting for women who profess godliness. A woman must learn in quietness with all submission. But I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet." For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman, because she was deceived, came into transgression. But she will be saved through the bearing of children, if she continues in faith and love and holiness with self-control. All right, and that is the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the Word of God.